Hello, welcome to the Future Proof podcast from the north of England with Sarah Hall and Stephen Waddington. We'll be talking about what's hot and what's not on the internet in marketing, the media and public relations. Hi Sarah, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. So we're stuck in the rainy north of England after a couple of weeks in... Um, Vendée. Vendée, and where, where it was 30 odd degrees most days. Well, do you know what it was? On here, the day, it's, here it's 16 degrees and you can probably hear the rain. The day I left, I was wearing a winter hat and I came back today and uh, and um, back in my waterproofs while walking Madge the dog. <laughs> Utterly depressing. Where is Madge? She's not in the um, not in the studio today. She'll probably pop through it. She'll pop point. through. Right, so um, we haven't done one of these for, for a couple of months, but um, felt it was quite important to, to do one today and ju- just get back in the stride because of the breaking news that PRCA has kicked out Bell Pottinger. Extraordinary yeah. move, right? It's Five year biggest, expulsion. It's the biggest story probably since Max the Clifford. Max Clifford drama. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Completely in the public interest. At the heart of this is ethics within the public relations industry. And I think the PRCA have acted decisively, swiftly, and um, have shown really strong leadership. I've got to applaud their actions. I don't want to put you on a spot, but I'm going to. Um, where's the CIPR on this? Right, okay, um, and just for clarity and transparency, just so people know, I'm CIPR president-elect, president from 1st of January. Um, right, personal view, I'm disappointed in how the CIPR has responded to this issue. I would have liked to, to have been more transparent about the process, what's happening, uh, have a point of view on this, and um, as yet... Um, we haven't really said very much. I think a statement has gone out this morning, but it's very limited in what it says. So the CIPR cannot or doesn't typically make uh, statements where the, there's an investigation uh, or a complaint Well, we try uh, to protect so confidentiality a, yeah, so for members. There must be something ongoing, right? Well, it can. And in high-profile cases, it actually can make an exception to the right. rules. We haven't on this occasion. I personally think that was the wrong call and people are now questioning what is happening at CIPR. Um, but you know, that's something is, that I'll address directly with the CIPR and, and I would like to see generally on these kind of issues and matters, um, certainly when I'm president, that we're much more transparent and quick to respond than has been the case uh, in this on this occasion. So this is the news that um, the PRCA under the leadership of Francis Ingham, has expelled Bell Pottinger, an extraordinary move reported on the front pages of, of many of the um, national media today, including um, the Financial Times. Um, Bell Pottinger accused of stirring racial tensions as part of a campaign in, in South Africa, uh, an extraordinary move that strikes right at the well, extraordinary move by the PRCA that strikes right at the heart of ethics in, in the public relations business. Where are we going to go next? Well, I think that segues nicely into, as we're talking about ethics, the Charlie Guard case. Segways, that's a £10 word, isn't it? £10, ten point. Ten point. Are you talking Scrabble now? <laughs> now I'm talking posh words. Actually, Scrabble is probably not a that high-scoring word because there's too many, too many S's and E's and low-scoring Depends vowels. whether you get it on a trouble word score or not. Yeah, anyway, so. the point is that, yeah, ethics in public relations practice. Um, 
Charlie Gard, most people will be familiar with the name, very tragic case of uh, a baby who, who died uh, this summer after a long illness and his parents fought very hard over months to try and get his treatment continued uh, against the advice and wishes of, of medical staff went to both uh, the UK and European this courts. Great Ormond Street. That's case, the yeah. one, yeah, absolutely. Um, I believe it was a Times investigation. There's a newspaper report on um, the advisors um, of the parents uh, calling into question uh, the public relations advisors. Yeah, they're calling into question whether they'd behaved appropriately and ethically, and um, it, and it does look like there were so there was some questionable activity. Um, the CIPR. Um, I worked with the CIPR, and we put out some really helpful guidance, both for if you're a professional who has been called upon. Um, in this kind of situation but also for people if you're looking to hire a PR professional in terms of what you should expect in terms of um, behaviours contracts uh, and just general uh, outcomes so, so the issue in this case was the the, uh, the the fact that the two advisors were weren't formally trained public relations practitioners. Oh, no. they're certainly not members of an industry body, or they weren't members of the CIPR, we can say that for absolute, uh, absolutely surely. Um, and I think it was actually more one of the practitioners uh, that was whose, whose, whose uh, activity has been called into question because she was not only speaking on behalf of the parents, but she was also writing... Selling stories. Selling yeah. stories, and also images to media. So although she was apparently acting pro bono, she was still monetizing the case, yeah. which obviously is a complete conflict of interest. Right. Okay. Amongst other issues, but what we'll do in the show notes, we'll link to the blog, the blog about this, uh, which sets out the CIPR's guidance, because I do think it's worth a read, whether you're someone who uh, might want a professional support in future, or you're a practitioner yourself. Right, okay, good. Uh, so, good, uh, an example of the CIPR uh, providing... Um, yeah, taking a direct guidance. leadership uh, in a difficult case, and that's yeah. exactly what we're there to do. Good. Okay, two reports I want to highlight that have been issued in the, in the last... Uh, two months. The first of all is is the annual Ofcom communication report. The 2017 report was published at the beginning of August. Um, I'm a massive fan of these. Um, they uh, are a, a window into the psyche and use of media by the uh, population in the United Kingdom. Um, packed with insight into how different de demographics, different generations um, use uh, and adopt media. No massive surprises in, in, in any of them, but they're really in any of the insight. But it's really, really solid information for anyone that's that's planning uh, and mapping um, publics and wanting to understand, you know, what the best forms of, of media and engagement might be for a public relations um, campaign. So I'd urge you to to head to the Ofcom website and, and download the report. It's a massive report. It's two hundred and fifty pages. Um, you know, and you do like the exec summary, don't you? Well, I head to the exec summary and, and, and read that. You know, you you'll get lots of nuggets of information that you can use uh, to bastardise for to, your for your blog post, even. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay. So you can also visit my blog at words.co.uk, and there uh, on the homepage you'll find uh, you'll find uh, the top ten points that I pulled out of it. I didn't um, check whether you turned your phone off. Uh, Don't do a Lord Bell on Newsnight. What's a Lord Bell? So Lord I Bell. I it off actually. So. <laughs> Lord Bell on Newsnight last night talking about the Bell Pottinger case. Um, his phone rang twice. Kirsty Walk gave him a very Did scared you ring look. It? It, it wasn't. Was it wasn't me. It was probably his wife saying, "Get off the telly." Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, bad times. It was totally total car crash of an interview. It's worth watching on YouTube. Yeah. How not to do it. Media 101. You're doing an interview, particularly live on broadcast TV. You leave your ego and your phone at the door. Casey Walt didn't. She was she was totally unimpressed, wasn't she? Oh yeah, and she Um, absolutely hammered him. He got skewered. So um, you can find that clip on YouTube actually, Um, uh, which no doubt will be useful for for anyone. PR students particularly. (laughs) Teaching. Uh, interview best practice another report I want to cite uh, this one was published in July it's the annual European communications monitor report this is a pan-european long um, longitudinal trying. sorry I haven't need to put my I'm teeth trying in. not to glaze over <laughs> <laughs> long, longitudinal report into communications practice uh, in the European uh, Union uh, uh, across Europe and um, three and a half uh, thousand practitioners in, in 50 countries benchmarking um, the use of public relations and adopt- adoption in, in, in organizations. No massive surprises again, but you know what's really useful with, with this is it li- firmly aligns public relations as it's developing in, as, as a management discipline um, and um, its adoption uh, within organizations. Some interesting insights. Um, about the use of visualization, the use of social media in, in, in organizations. It spotlights bots for the, for the first time. Uh, it doesn't take a stance on them, but you know, calls them out as potentially an ethical challenge, an opportunity and a threat to, to, to public discourse. You know, well worth looking at that. If you're responsible for training or learning and development uh, or specifying roles within uh, a public relations or communication department, um, do download and have a look at that. It's now in its eleventh or tenth or eleventh year, um, so you know there's a huge, a huge back catalogue of, of information there as well. Um, highly recommend taking a look at that. Where are we going to go next? You, the CIPR election. Let's briefly do a couple of minutes on that. So you're president for next year. We now have a president for 2019. President-elect-elect elect right now. And right. congratulations um, to Emma, who's just been elected, yeah, Emma Leach, who stood against me last year. Really strong candidate. Um, confident she'll do a great job. It's a bit of an odd situation, isn't it, where um, you can have a very fiercely fought election like the one you stood in with three candidates, a massive amount of scrutiny, um really really good strong debate and discussion uh over a course of what was it three or four weeks yeah it was hard um, you know hustings discussions twitter, twitter chats, debates yeah videos lots of blog posts yeah and this one yeah it, i do it, find it weird always, the process i have actually emailed the team this, about this i find it very strange that you go from the scrutiny of an election like that and you have to have your manifesto up and you're questioned on it and you you know you you're pretty much on call for the whole time to an election where you can be because you're not you, you stand and opposed you're just elected and the members don't even see your statement beforehand yeah um which i do i do have a slight issue with nothing to do with the candidate purely to do with process yeah um but, and then the question is you know how do we educate people and encourage them to stand forward um and put yeah put themselves forward because it is, it is a, it's a big time investment yeah. and obviously you need to understand uh, how member bodies work, you need to understand the CIPR, it's a very particular uh, type of industry body. So you do need that kind of experience and I guess 
there's, there's a lot of work to do there as far as I'm concerned. For, for, so I stood an election in 2013 against John White, Dr. John White. I felt the process then, um, you know, I find it daunting at times because of the level of scrutiny and, and debate, uh, which veered from, you know, the very practical right the way through to, to you know, quite nuanced academic uh, points of, of discussion about the development of, of public relations. I, I learned a huge amount and that was probably the, the most valuable part of, uh, one of the most valuable parts of, of the whole process of, of being president of, a, you know, of the CIPR, um, that, that level of scrutiny. I just, the, the paradox is, is just curious between, you know, a fiercely fought debate uh, with lots of involvement and, and engagement by the CIPR members to, you know... Here's a new president-elect. Here's a new president-elect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh, there's been loads of updates from social media uh, platforms in, in the last couple of months. We've had SnapMap from, from Snapchat. Uh, we've had LinkedIn rolling out a video service. How many hurts. different it things hurts. a week? They drive me insane. It's odd, isn't it? Because Snapchat is becoming like... No, Instagram's becoming like Snapchat with its messaging service. Actually, you love that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you're a big fan of... Which one? Instagram. Instagram. I love Instagram. Yeah. yeah Instagram. All of a sudden, I'm getting into it. Like the, boomer, the boomerang video. <laughs> Your 11 year old teaching me how. This is what you need. You need somebody younger. <laughs> uh, reverse mentoring. Yeah, it works a treat. LinkedIn, though, rolling out video. I just find that irritating. It's pointless as well. Wow. Um, um, there's too many different apps for that and ways you can do it. In fact, I'm, new, I'm now doing loads of video on Insta and just saving it. Rob, what what, what we well. don't need is, is um, you know, lots more people, lots of people. Uh, influencers creating B2B content on on no, we really on don't. LinkedIn, we don't. I and, think they're trying to get CEOs to be, you know, the boss of their right. organisation. Yeah, which is good, you know. Yeah, that's, no, that's important, good. but, and I'm being a little bit flippant, but yeah. flippin' heck, it's yeah. awful. The SnapMat, let's go back to SnapMat though, just for a second, because I do think that is something that um, practitioners, but also parents need to be aware of, because I think there's a slight intrusion of privacy as far as I'm concerned so we'll put in the show notes that a blogger wrote about this but just have a look at how that works I mean if you're like me uh, you won't be on snap at all because um, I hate it and anyway if you're over 40 and you are on it and you're posting uh, pictures of yourself with filters on can you please stop it because it's really ruining my Facebook <laughs> Facebook feed if you're over 22 <laughs> yeah exactly it's Maybe awful 20. but basically do Maybe 18 Teenagers are a tricky bunch at the best of times, and you're not going to stop them using Snapchat, but please There's get abreast of it. <laughs> well, they are, aren't they? Teenagers are tricky. But um, I can't see you stopping them using Snapchat, but do get on there with them. Understand how SnapMap works and make sure that they're fully abreast of it. If you have certain settings enabled, in a nutshell, basically when you go on the app, every time you go on the app, it will post on a map where you, that person is located, where you're located, which means that, um, yes, great, looks great, you can find out where your friends are and all congregate in one area but if you've got a teenager who has not been invited to a gathering and, and sees that and they can get upset and that's the best case scenario or if you've got a stalker in your midst they can be tracking what your child or young person is doing at any point in time now that's obviously quite dramatic but all i'm saying is have a look at it make sure you've got the right settings on and talk to your um, be aware of it, yeah, yeah just be aware of it and yeah. talk to your children about it so they're aware too yeah so um very good points uh Facebook and Facebook did quarterly quarterly announcements. Um, it's reached two billion um, users a month. WhatsApp has reached a billion. That's gone from nowhere to a billion. 
I, I'm a huge That's another fan one. of WhatsApp. Well, you like WhatsApp for work? WhatsApp, but... WhatsApp because it's, it's really useful. It's another application that has come into the enterprise and you know, because it's so easy to use, uh, people are using it. And, and why not? Uh, as a means of messaging, it's a lot more effective than, than email. Right. Sarah's nothing to say on that. No. Good. Uh, <laughs> go and go and have a look at Facebook though uh, at the, the 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 ad planning tools that provides public relations with tons and tons of, of insight about user behaviour. You know, you can go and find out how many people are visiting Newcastle tonight, um, or any other city, any other location you want. It's an incredible the, the ad planning tools uh, on on Facebook because of the number and the level of adoption. Um, are becoming increasingly powerful for public relations. Should we talk about Southern Rail and Twitter? That's this is quite an old story. The intern that, that it was is, hired but it's it's worth talking about Rail. even just briefly because it's back to this old adage of don't put lipstick on a pig because it's still a pig at the end of the day. And um, loads of people. So if you don't know the story, Southern Rail gets hammered every single day by users because their service is shocking. T- trains are late. They don't turn up. They're crammed. You name it, it all happens. Uh, and they seem not to be bothered about fixing it. Anyway, they decided one day that it would be a really good idea to put a 15-year-old, I think he was 15, work experience placement on Twitter for the day. Which actually, in terms of a, a good public relations tactic, uh, not a bad idea. However, as far as I'm concerned, it, it was a completely cynical ploy to distract from a statement which was then released the next day about a huge fine that they'd been given for not delivering their service effectively um so for me two rules there you know please stop pretending that you're an engaging happy organization and you know use a pr tactic to detract but it was really unethical of them to do that especially using a teenager um and uh, secondly fix your product or service before you pr yourself because really it's about you know customer experience and there was there's a massive gap between yeah, the way t- they were presenting themselves any and form what of, people so it, do. T- it takes a really brave organization with strong leadership to to use twitter or any form of social media to to listen and get, engage with the public if they're being criticized some organizations do it to to great effect klm at site we had an incident over the weekend uh, where we called out KLM, a customer service issue on, on KLM and, you know, they well, addressed yeah. it appropriately. No, they kind of did and they didn't because they wound me up actually. So if you, they did this really bad thing, which is what, again, brands, you will get called out on it if you do this. They respond on the public thread and then say, DM us and we'll deal with your inquiry. And then they don't respond to you in a similar time frame. So I went back on the public thread and said, you still haven't responded 20 minutes right. later. You still haven't responded. So, right. like, I will call you out if you do that again. It's right. rubbish. And actually, in terms of KLM service, the reason that we got irate with them is they they overbooked a flight by six people and then offloaded a 17-year-old and an 18-year-old girl who are stuck in Amsterdam Airport, which there are some interesting characters there. And they said to them, we might not get you on the 11 o'clock flight and we, we might have to put you up in a hotel so you can go tomorrow. I think that is completely un- inappropriate behaviour. Yeah. And I was raging. Anyway, spoke to customer services. We got them on the flight. All fixed. good. Got mm. fixed. Um, Don't mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to use Twitter as a customer service tool, make sure do you it listen. Properly. Do it properly. Make sure you and listen. And also, don't it just takes... do it in the public bit. Yeah. Actually, if you're going to, if you want me to DM you all the details, I want a response. Don't just pretend you're responding when you're not. Have you got a tip? Rant Let's, over. Have yeah. You, have you got a tip? Main uh, tip is go and live in France. The food's better. 
the sun's better and um, just generally life is a little bit sunnier. <laughs> is that all right? Should be said we're stuck in, we're, we're sat in, in Newcastle and it's actually pouring, chucking it down. Two things from me. First one, Taylor Bennett Foundation. Um, the Taylor Bennett Foundation, which was uh, uh, founded to 10 years ago to promote um, BAME access to the public relations profession. Its latest um, scheme is open. It runs a couple of years. Um, it's open for applications, so take a look at that uh, if you're a suitable candidate. Um, it's done a great job um, under the um, now under the leadership of, of Sarah Stimson in in uh, promoting access to the public relations pro uh, profession to to um, individuals that m might not otherwise consider it. Um, and the other thing is my own agency, Ketchum, our uh, graduate scheme is open um, for applications. Um, have a look at that. Um, and uh, if it's of interest, uh, I think we're asking this year, we're asking for, for video applications. Um, so take a look at that. Um, contact me if you're, uh, or if, if, if it's of interest. Um, we need a jingle. We really need a jingle for this podcast. We've yeah. been doing this for a year or so and we haven't got a jingle. Most proper podcasts have a jingle. I'm not singing. Let's sort that out. You Bee Gees. Let's do the Bee Gees. Let's get the Bee Gees. Can you get... No. We'll probably have to license the music. No. That'd be expensive. No? That's a no. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to run a Twitter poll. A Twitter poll for a suitable jingle for this podcast. You're looking for trouble. Now we've learned our <laughs> lesson with different Twitter chats on this kind of thing. Um, All right. Maybe we won't do that. Thank you for listening. Until next time, Bye. have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Future Proof Podcast with Sarah Hall and Stephen Waddington. You can follow Sarah on Twitter, at Hallmeister, that's H-A-L-L-M-E-I-S-T-E-R, and Stephen at Wads, W-A-D-D-S. For more information about Future Proof, visit futureproofingcoms.co.uk. Until next time, see you on the internet.